Hi, this is May. And I'm Joy. Welcome to the QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. May and I are friends, writers, and creatives who want to share our endeavors out loud. On this podcast, we're here to encourage each other, and you too, and share tools we've discovered or made up, so you can follow your passions with a little support. So grab your tea, or your coffee, and let's get started. Hello, welcome to another week of QWERTY Writing Life. I'm so glad that you have decided to join me today. Um, And just a quick little mention in case you've missed the past couple of episodes, it is just me this um, evening or morning or whenever you happen to be listening. Uh, But May will be back with us in a couple of weeks. And so she has had all sorts of fantastic things going on behind the scenes. If you guys do not follow her on Instagram, Um, please do that. I've dropped her links down in the show notes for both her website and her Instagram. Um, You guys are in for a treat when you go and look at what she's been working on. She has been doing the illustrations for her poetry book, which will be out soon, and she is doing a phenomenal job. So I hope you guys will check that out, and I hope that you'll bear with the fact that you just have me this week. Um, Next week, next week's episode, we'll have one more special episode, and I will be joined by a special guest. My husband, Tony, will be joining me for a discussion about culinary creativity. So looking forward to that, and I hope you are too. And for this week, we will be talking about creative legacy. So I'm going to just kind of let that sit for a second while we dive into our creative weeks. Um, First of all, oh, there was one other thing that I wanted to mention to you guys. So I realized that I don't think we have done this at the beginning of a show yet. And that is to share with you guys that we do have a QWERTY Writing Life newsletter. It comes out just once a month. And it's full of all sorts of things, kind of behind the scenes things. You'll get a few little snippets of um, May's stuff that she's working on and my stuff that I'm working on. And then a lot of the behind the scenes for the podcast itself Uh, will also include some surveys and some other stuff that we want to get you guys really engaged with. So I wanted to mention that and also say welcome on air to all of you who are have subscribed recently. So glad to see you guys there. So we put that out on the third Thursday of each month. And that link will be in the show notes as well. And a little bit about my creative week. So, you know, we do this every week. We talk about what we've done uh, creatively over the past week. And we would love to hear about your creative week. So at any point, please, our email address is in the show notes. Send us an email. Let us know what you're working on, uh, what kind of things you're doing with your week, and how you're finding ways to be creative. So for me this past week, I have really been focusing on finishing the first draft of Every Good Thing. And this has been, <laughs> this has been a long-term project. Those of you who have been around for a while know that I've been talking about this forever. This is the short story collection um, that is part of the Carolina's Legacy Collection. And these are short stories that surround many of the secondary or even smaller characters from my novel, Any Good Thing, and also in the novella, This Good Thing. And guys, this has been 
it's been long. It, it has taken me a long time. So I will say that, but it has been so wonderful and on so many levels. Each of these stories in this collection come from different time periods. They focus on different people uh, who have been characters who have been very real to me. And I have done so much research. So this has taken me across so many different time periods, like I was mentioning. Um, I had the opportunity, thanks to my husband and my kiddos, for giving me a couple of days this week to really focus on the research part that I still needed to do. I spent pretty much two entire days, well, one entire day and one entire afternoon researching um, just to kind of get the last minute stuff. But I mean, we're talking about World War II, we're talking about Korea, we're talking about Vietnam War, we're talking about the Iraq War. Um, I'm covering, you know, some topics like like PTSD. I'm covering things that um, are tough topics, but they're such a part of life, right? Uh, I have one of my dearest characters, and this is probably the character that I get asked the most about his short story. His name is Ducky, and he just happens to have Down syndrome. He was not a character that I had originally planned to write, but he kind of wrote himself and I absolutely fell in love with him. And thankfully, a lot of my readers did as well. So, um, you know, there's obviously some research and things that go into making sure that his stories are the best that they can be to represent such a phenomenal young man. There are a lot of lessons that I've been learning as I've been going through this process. Um, Specifically this past week when I was spending so much time with the research, I was reminded of how much I love to research. And I was also reminded of how many stories there are out there. And it can be a little overwhelming. So that's the thing with me. Like I've learned when it comes time for me to do research, I have to be extremely focused. And I kind of have some processes in place of how I kind of hone in on that <laughs> and make sure that I don't get off track because that is very easy to do. And I have done that in the past. Um, but I find all of these fascinating stories from history that I never knew about. And the the stories that could come out of that, that I could tell, that I could write, that I could research some more are amazing and also overwhelming because, <laughs> you know, it's like I only have one life, right? <laughs> There's only so much that I can write. But I do love research. So if you're someone who also loves research, I understand. And if you don't, then, oh my goodness, you're missing out. It's the best. So that is my creative week. And, you know, as I mentioned, the whole, you've only got one life kind of thing. Um, I think that that's a good segue into today's topic. So let's dive right into that creative legacy. So let me give you just a little bit of a background on why. I wanted to talk about this with you guys. Um, I've been thinking a lot about legacy over the past several years. And it really started when I was ready to launch my business. Um, I launched Logos and Mythos Press. And why I did it that way and why I decided to set up an actual press and, you know, kind of have that separate from my author website and, you know, kind of have a a completely different um, approach, I guess you could say, to self-publishing. Um, I didn't want to just, I didn't want it to just be me because I have bigger plans and bigger dreams for the future than just my own 
books. Um, and there were some other reasons as well. But one of the most important and what I want to focus on today with you guys is how I wanted to my writing and everything that I put out and produce and everything that I do in my life, I wanted it to be a good legacy for my family, for my kids. Um, I wanted just really to leave something more. One of the things is, um, I mean, it's right in the tagline that I have for my press. It's, I have it up on my little inspiration board right above my computer. That's why I'm looking up for those of you who are watching on YouTube, but producing quality literature that transcends time. And this was something that was so important to me. I never wanted to write or eventually one day publish books that are just very in the moment, you know, very um, pop culture-y kind of books that in 10 years, they're really not going to mean a whole lot. Um, that was something that I definitely wanted to steer clear of. I wanted to, in all of my writing and in all of the things that I put out there, I want it to be something that's lasting. I want it to be something that is going to affect someone the same, well, maybe not the same, but still affect someone in a hundred years, just the way that it can affect someone today. So those were kind of some of the things that were going through my mind as I was thinking through, okay, what do I want my business to be? What do I want? How do I want this to look? And how should I set this up to achieve that? And legacy just kept coming up in my mind. This was a huge thing. I wanted it to be lasting and I wanted it to be something that I could pass down to my kids if they want it. You know, I have, uh, my son loves to write. He's my little writer. And there, there's a big possibility that he will want to take this business on, um, join me in the business, and then continue it on one day. Um, if not, though, that's okay, too. But I wanted it to be something that could be done that way if he or my daughter, either one, would like to. So that's part of the, I guess, driving force behind how I set everything up and what my mindset and my focus was when I was going through that process. But there was another part of it, too, and that was the creative legacy that came before me. So I come from a creative family, and even though most of my family members, um, their careers aren't necessarily what we would consider creative careers, most of my family is extremely creative in their daily life. My grandparents were a huge part of that. And I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit more about my grandfather in a few minutes. But if you guys go to my website um, for Logos and Mythos Press, which I'll put a specific link down in the show notes for you, but for the About page, you'll learn a little bit more about my grandparents. You'll get to see a picture of them together. Um, and both of them have passed away. And I, I miss them dearly. I really do. But they were a huge factor in me being the creative person that I am. And so it was important for me too, when I was thinking through setting up my press that I honor them and I honor the legacy that they left behind. Because at this point, you know, we've got um, great grandkids, great, great grandkids, and we're, we're moving, moving on from that. Uh, 
And every single one of them have been influenced by our grandparents, even the ones who didn't get to meet them. Um, They're all extremely creative. My entire extended family of, you know, my my brothers and my sister, all of my nieces and nephews and greats at this point, I look around and, and my cousins too. I look around and I see so many creative people and I see how they are, they're bringing that creativity into their daily life. And I really think that that goes back to our grandparents. And so what a perfect uh, way to just honor their legacy by having a little bit of information about them and about their influence on my website, because they were a huge part of why Logos and Mythos Press even exists and why I'm here talking to you today. So that is a little bit of the kind of backstory, I guess, so to speak, to my thoughts on creative legacy. And then as I look more at currently what I'm working on, so I have Carolina's Legacy Collection is what I've come to call it. And my dear friend who you guys saw last week, Rachel Ritchie, was a huge influence in the title for this collection because when I started out, it was just going to be the novel. And if you guys have been following in my author newsletter, which comes out uh, twice a month, I have been doing a special series on Behind the Story, and I've been sharing a little bit about how this became a four-book collection. And the next two um, newsletters that are going out from me will focus on this idea of legacy and how it really came to be in uh, both in my life as a creative, how it has influenced me, and then also in specifically in this collection and how some of the characters in this collection have put their legacy out into the other characters and how that made this into four books instead of just the one. So that will be in in my newsletter over the next two weeks, and I'll have the link in the show notes for that as well if you guys want to subscribe to that. In Carolina's Legacy Collection, obviously legacy is one of the words in there, and that's what Rachel helped me with. But it came to be because of my character, Carolina Burns, who in my novel, she's, she's already passed away when the novel takes place. But her influence is felt in all of the characters and her influence just continues to live on. It's that lasting legacy. And it really drove a huge part of the story itself. And that's why I had to write This Good Thing, which is Carolina's story. And I had to write the stories of so many of the other smaller characters from the novel because you know, to me, they're very living. They're very, um, they have huge backstories and there's so much about why they are who they are. And each one of them had a reason for being in my novel. That's something that I tell my editing clients all the time. You know, if you have a character or you have a scene and they don't have a purpose for your, your overall arc for your book, your overall purpose for your book, if it's not feeding into that, it's got to go. And so that was something that was important to me in any good thing was to make sure that every character and every scene had a purpose. And I also, this is a little bit of me just trying to put my, my 
little take on life, I guess, into my fiction. But so many times we interact with people and we may only interact with them for a few moments, but they have some sort of influence on us. And in some sort of way, they affect who we are. And I think that that's something that sometimes gets lost in fiction because we don't want to waste those words and we don't want to you know, waste time on a character who isn't really that important. But in real life, how many times have you stumbled across a person and you may never see them again, but they influence you in some sort of way. So I wanted to bring that into my book as well. So now some of those characters get to have a little bit more of their stories told for other readers. All right. So this past year, um, I think more than any other, has reminded me so much of how we're never promised tomorrow. And I don't want to sound morose or anything, and I hope that this focus on legacy doesn't come across that way, um, because I think that it's important. And honestly, I think it's vital to us truly living, for us to think about our legacies and to think about uh, what we want to be remembered for and what we want to leave behind. So, you know, you always hear that joke, uh, the only two things promised in life are death and taxes, right? <laughs> okay, well, death is promised. Like, that's that's going to be a part of life. It just is. And so while I hope that um, you join me in not fearing the end, uh, I think that Sometimes it's good for us to remember that that end is coming so that we can live in such a more vibrant way. So I hope that that doesn't, you know, bum anybody out or anything. That's not my intention. But um, I also, you know, I don't know about you, but I want to leave something positive behind. Now, I am under no illusion that I'm going to be some famous author whose work is included in textbooks forever and ever after I'm long dead and gone. Okay. I mean, that would be great. That would be amazing, right? But my desire is that my creative legacy will live on through those I've influenced with my creative life. Um, and that could be, you know, obviously my kids, my family, my close friends, the people who are, are closest to me. Obviously, I am affecting them in some sort of way, and I hope that it's a positive one. Uh, but also, the readers who read my book, who maybe they won't even remember, who was that author who wrote that book? They may not even remember my name, and that's okay. But I hope that there's something in my stories that uh, inspires them or influences them in a positive way. And so, this is the kind of the kind of legacy, the kind of thing that I want to leave behind that I'm that I'm talking about. Um, and then also just focusing in on the daily. Okay, so that's kind of where we began. And that's kind of where my mind began when I first started thinking through legacy a few years ago. Uh, creativity, I believe, is definitely passed on. And it can become part of our everyday life, especially when we see others who are just making it the daily normal, right? All right, so this is linking back to my grandfather. So my grandfather was super creative. My grandfather was a pastor. Okay, so that was his his main job. But he read constantly, of course, 
as a pastor, they, they read quite a bit. They read commentaries about the Bible. They read, um, you know, things about the language and they read the Bible, of course, and so many other things. But he loved to read fiction and he loved to read biographies and he loved to read all sorts of things. And he also loved to write. So in college, he, I believe he, I don't know if he majored in in English or not. I can't remember at this point. It's been a while, but he loved to write and he wrote his memoirs and he published them and he did that for his family. And I am so, so thankful that he did that because, you know, just like me saying, I think he maybe majored in English, but I don't remember. Well, I have his memoir and I can go back and I can look at that and I can remember things that, um, Maybe I'd forgotten. Maybe he told me about it a long time ago. Or I can read things that I just don't remember ever knowing about him and about his life. Um, and that was a, a beautiful gift that he gave to his family, that he published that. He has it there. And we can all, and our kids, you know, the ones who didn't get to know him, he passed away my, I believe it was my senior year in college. And so my kids never got to know him. In fact, my husband didn't even get to meet him. Um, While Tony and I had been dating for a few years, but I had not taken him to meet my grandfather yet. And I so regret that. You know, he, Tony and I talk often about how he would have loved to just talk to my grandfather and learn from him. And, you know, like we all did, like my siblings and I and my cousins, we all did that. And I know every one of us has stories of things that, we learned from him just sitting and talking with him. Uh, he loved to sing. He had a gorgeous voice. And, you know, I have beautiful memories of me sitting there and they, they had me play the piano when they would, we would just do an old fashioned hymn sing in the house. You know, he and my mom and my grandmother, they all had beautiful voices and they would sing and I would play. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful thing that we got to do together. And it's a beautiful memory for me now. And that was just one of the ways that in everyday life, they were creative. They brought that creativity into just a visit, a simple visit. Um, And with his writing too, he was always very interested in what I was writing. Um, By the time or before he passed away, he knew that I was studying. I was double majoring in journalism and English. And so I got to have some conversations with him about that. And he always wanted to hear about what what I was learning, uh, what classes I was taking, what I was writing. Um, and at that point, I wanted to go into journalism. And I did. And, and you know, he would ask me about that. He would ask me about, um, you know, some of the, the things that I was writing for our campus newspaper. Um, and it was just, it was a special moment to be able to share those things with him, especially as I look back on it, because I didn't have that much time with him, um, with me being an adult and sharing these sorts of things with him. Um, But he would also share memories of his own from writing in college and, and things like that. So that was just one way that there was creativity shown on just a daily basis for me as I was growing up. And I also saw it in my mother and she was always very creative. 
the same as with my, my grandfather. She read, she was a voracious reader. You know, every morning she would read several chapters of the Bible. And then she was always reading some sort of book, um, you know, fiction, biographies, nonfiction, whatever. She was always reading something. And books were just a huge part of my childhood and growing up. I mean, I was always surrounded by books. Going to the library was a huge thing. I think I've probably mentioned that before to you guys, but um, I was just always surrounded by books and stories and things of that nature. Um, She also loved to write. She loved to write poetry. She wrote uh, women's devotional books. She wrote um, children's stories. She wrote several for, for my kids, actually. And these were all things that she loved doing. Now, she was never a traditionally published author or anything like that. She didn't seek to to publish her own work, but she would just print it out and, and use it at our church or to give to my kids or, you know, whatever the case may be. But stories was a huge part of her life as well. Um, I even remember her cross-stitching. It's a different kind of creativity, but she taught me how to cross-stitch and I, I used to love to do that. Now, I have to admit, it's, I think it was probably college was when I stopped, you know, it's like when the adult life takes over and you, st- you stop having as much time as you did as a kid. Um, but every now and then I think about that and I still have my cross-stitch stuff back there. One of these days I'm going to have to pull that out and get back to it. But all of these things, I was just always surrounded with creativity was just part of daily life. Um, and it's not even like it was an occasional, you know, every few months we might do something. It wasn't like that. It was daily. And I hope that that's what it is for you, too. Um, maybe you grew up similar to that, or maybe you didn't grow up like that, but this is what you do on a daily basis. You find ways to be creative. You pull that creativity into your daily life, whether your creativity is your career or whether it is, you know, in addition to the day job, right? Um, however you do it, I hope I hope that this is the case for you as well. So, you know, with my kids, and we talked about this a lot last week in, in last week's episode about creativity and motherhood, um, about they, they see what I do and they want to do the same things. Um, but then as they get older, they have their own things too. And it's just being always in a, in a state of maybe allowing, I think might be the right word, allowing creativity, but also inspiring and encouraging that creativity. Uh, I think that those are all important things, especially with kids. So, you know, whatever we leave behind is important. And every single one of us is, is going to leave something behind. Okay, it does not matter if you have if you have a family where you have children or or things like that, or if you don't, no matter who you have in your life, you have people in your life. You have friends, you have um, maybe you have siblings, maybe you have uh, cousins or nieces, nephews, you know, you have people in your life. And you are influencing them. So every one of us is going to leave something of ourselves behind. Now, we may not leave behind something like 
J.R.R. Tolkien did, right? He left behind a vast creative legacy. Um, I use him as an example so often because, one, he is my favorite author. But, two, he, he brought his kids into his creative life. And especially with his relationship with his son, Christopher, um, Christopher Tolkien completed much of the work that his father began. And he did that and he could do that because he was such a huge part of what his father was doing. He knew what his father was working on because his father would discuss with him, you know, the worlds and the languages and and the histories that he was including in his writings. So Christopher knew where his father's thought process was going. So he was able to complete some of those things that his father didn't in his life. Um, you know, just having ways to bring other people into our creative lives is going to expand our creative legacy far past where it might otherwise be if we don't do that. Um, like I said, we're all going to leave something behind. And I think that it's important for us to, every now and then, think about the fact that we won't be here forever, but that we can influence people, that we can inspire others, and that we can encourage others to be creative in their own lives. So I'm going to just kind of wrap up with our QWERTY challenge for this week. And this time it's kind of a two-parter. So first, I would love for you to think through whose creative legacies you have benefited from. Um, how have they influenced or inspired you? This week, I would love for you to take a little time to reflect and consider some of the things and the people who made you who you are today. And if possible, say thank you. You know, we don't, we're not able to do that all the time because sometimes our biggest influences are no longer with us, like my grandparents. But if they are, if someone who has, you know, greatly influenced your creative life, if they're still here, be sure to do that. Or even if they're not, hey, grab your journal and just write to them, write to them in your journal. That is not weird or strange at all. In fact, I think it is a great idea to do. I think that it would be beneficial to you. And it would also be a way for you just to record how someone else affected you. You can continue their legacy by writing a little bit about what made them um, stand out to you and what they did for you and how they influenced whatever you do in your life. And then the second part is, what would you like your creative legacy to be? Okay, this is, you know, like a lot of our challenges, this isn't something light, right? You're going to have to sit down and maybe kind of think this through, especially if you've never, never really thought about this, you know, what am I going to leave behind? Um, so take that time. As you think about this, what would you like your creative legacy to be? And then who would you like to influence and inspire and how? And this is going to lead to something specific that I hope that you get to this week or 
in the next couple of weeks, if this takes a little bit longer, um, what are some specific steps that you can take this week or as soon as possible toward those goals of yours? So what are some specific things that you can do with the people in your life? You know, maybe you have a nephew who thinks it's pretty cool that you paint and maybe you see if you can set up some time to hang out with him and, and let him see what you do, you know, show him around your studio or, um, maybe paint something with him. I don't know. That's just an example. First thing that popped in my mind, but whatever your creative thing is, you know, who is a person that you can influence with that and how can you do it? And then make a plan to do it. That is my challenge to you guys this week, my two-part challenge for you. And I hope that this is a topic that really, I don't know, resonates with you, I guess. Um, of course, we're all going to leave legacies in a multitude of ways. You know, there, there are even deeper ways that we do this other than just the creative part. But focusing in on this creative part, I think, will help you kind of flesh out some of those other ways that you're leaving your legacy behind. And the goal of this is so that you will live toward leaving that legacy that you've thought through and that you want to leave behind. Um, you can't do that if you're not living the way that you need to, to, to leave that behind, right? So the whole point of thinking through this isn't through to think about, you know, being gone one day, <laughs> it's to think about how we should be living right now to accomplish those goals that we have and those desires that we have. So I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Thank you again for joining me and find a way to do something creative this week. Thanks for listening until the end. Seriously, you're a trooper. Do you think pretty writing life is the bomb? May. You just said the bomb. Don't you censor me. If you think Cordy Writing Life rocks ice for real, oh my word. please rate, review, and share us with others. If you have questions about this week's episode or want to start a conversation, you can reach us by visiting cordywritinglife.podbean.com. We'll be back next week with more candid chats for you. <laughs>